LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Shamai Wenmao, the founder of Donut Worry Be Happy Meetup Group here in Chicago, Illinois. Donut Worry Be Happy is exactly what you think it is, a meetup all about donuts. Once a month, they meet to grab some donuts at a mom-and-pop, non-franchise donut shop here in Chicago, sit around, chat, get to know each other better. Wow, when I first heard about this, I didn't think it was even possible. I walked by a donut shop every day on my way to the Blue Line to travel to work or to get downtown on weekends, and I never thought people should get together just to have donuts. Well, turns out I can learn a lot, and I definitely learn a lot in this episode, so enjoy. So, Shamai, tell us what you do in one to two sentences. Um, I'm a scientist by training. I have a PhD in microbiology. Uh, I'm not a chef by any means, but definitely an eater. Um, you know, I dabble as a home chef, and I seek out new donut places around Chicago and uh, across the country when I can, when I travel. So you're a foodie that's focused on donuts. I wouldn't say foodie. I think that was, I think that puts too much emphasis on how much I know about food. Um, I don't think that's a fair comparison. Maybe an eater. I'm an eater for sure. Eater of donuts. Okay. <laughs> eater you, of donuts. What do you do for a living? I am an eater of donuts. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so, that's all my resume. Works, like. there, there's there's infinite <laughs> career paths out there. <laughs> uh, sure, whatever you want. Anyways, let's let's look back to the real subject at hand here. You are the Founder of the meetup group, Donut Worry, Be Happy. Yes. How did that all come about? Um, it was kind of an impulsive decision over the summer. I woke up, it was like the middle this of summer, July. This summer, as in like... This summer. A few months ago, okay. July 2016. Um, I woke up and said, I really want a donut. Um, but, you know, being July and since everyone's on vacation over the summer, uh, everyone was out, you know, on these fantastic vacations across the country and overseas um, and so none of my friends were in town I was like this is a problem <laughs> I want to get get a donut I don't really want to eat it alone and so then I figured there has to be a number of people across Chicago who want to grab a donut don't want to eat it alone or just kind of want to chat with people over a donut um, I mean, it's kind of a nice idea that you know donuts are low cost they're unpretentious so there's low commitments of just meeting someone grabbing a donut and coffee and just chatting for about an hour. So some people might not understand the, the breakdown of the donut scenario here in Chicago. You're not talking about just like Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme cruising in there. You're talking more, you know, high-end donut chains, correct? High-end, and I think some of the mom-and-pop shops that aren't getting enough attention um, that some of the well-known franchise and chains like Dunkin' Donuts and Krispy Kreme, or if you're in Canada, Tim Hortons, um, I think with the meetup group, the idea is, you know, we're, we're going to these really 
well-renowned gourmet donut places in Chicago, but also kind of seeing the the donut places that have been around Chicago for quite some time before the the gourmet donut craze. So walk us through how it, you started Donut Worry Be Happy. You said you were craving a donut, and then what, you just like announced the world, hey, I'm having a meetup next week, <laughs> everyone show up? How did that all go down? Um, so rather than having to say full, the full name, Donut Worry is more than sufficient. Um, you don't have to say the full name. Uh, yeah, I, I had gone through the meetup site several times when I first moved to Chicago as a way to meet different people um, with you know distinct interests. So I, I figured it was a good venue to kind of put it out there and see if anyone in the Chicagoland area was interested in just you know meeting up at a donut place, having some coffee, grabbing some donuts and just getting to know people. Um, I think a lot of the other places I had gone to were like networking events where there's like alcohol involved and I was like that's too much pressure I want something really low pressure um something early in the morning because I'm an early bird um and that's when all the best donuts are at anyways um we were saying like eight nine ten o'clock in the morning I you know what in my personal preference I would probably be the first one in line at like seven okay. <laughs> um but I figure no one else wants to be up at seven in the morning to grab a donut so I mean, you're up before that actually to get ready and go wait in line you know can't go there yeah. with any makeup on it, buy a donut, right? No. No, no, no. Um, you have to be there with the bakers. You have to feel their <laughs> pain while they're, like, up at 3 in the morning mixing donuts and um, putting them through the fryer. But, but, you know, it was, like, 10, 10.30. That's a reasonable time for everybody. Um, so we are talking about how you started up the meetup group. And so you said that you were buzzing through the meetup.com. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so I... Um, signed on as a organizer on Meetup, um, picked a name, picked a background and logo, and was like, we're going to, our first donut Meetup is going to be a Glazen Infused, because that was the first donut place that I had in Chicago that was not, you know, a franchise. So I was like, let's start where it all started, um, and started at Glazen Infused. And so what kind of happens at these donut Meetups? You said you're relaxing out. Is that exactly what people are expecting when they show up? Like, you show up, you buy your donut, sit there, meet someone for 15 minutes, and go about your way? What's really going to be happening at these meetups? Yeah. Um, so we're kind of in our infancy. We've done a few meetup groups so far. And the first one that started out um, at Glazed Infused, we kind of all got there. Um, everyone got their own donuts, and then we sat down and chatted. Um, but then I got donut envy. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, I was eating my old-fashioned donut, and I looked over, and someone's got, like, the maple bacon donut. I was like, damn it, I want, I want that one. So I, I kind of pivoted and, and said, you know, what if we all pitched in and got several donuts and split it amongst ourselves? That way we can sample and get an idea of the different um, flavors that these donut shops are putting out um, and try kind of all of them. So that's worked out really well. Um, I kind of put it out there on the meetup that's with the suggestion that if you're interested, we can pitch in for half a dozen, dozen donuts and try them all. Um, but if, you know, if someone wanted their own donut and didn't want to share, no judgment. Like, be as selfish as you want. Um, and it's worked out really well. Everyone's been really interested in trying the different kind of crazy seasonal donuts that all these donut places have. Um, and it's worked really well. And I have people returning for future donut meetups. So I hope 
the group grows and I get to eat more donuts in the mix. So when are these meetups? Because you know I'm a pretty busy guy, so you know seven a.m. on a Friday morning <laughs> isn't exactly an opportune time for me yeah. to go meet a donut and meet someone. You know, just want to hang out for a little while before I go into stress for work. Um, there every there's every second Saturday of the month okay. um, at ten thirty. Um, they're at different locations across Chicago. So we've done uh, Glazen Infused. Uh, West Town Bakery and uh, Fire Cakes. Um, so our next one will be in November, the second week of November, at Bridgeport Bakery. Um, so I have a, a nice lineup um, over the course of the year where I don't have to repeat a donut place for a year. Maybe we should just open a donut place and then have you there every single week. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to open up a donut place. That's definitely a childhood dream of mine to run a Run and run and own a donut shop. Well, were those like toys we had growing up, where you like bake stuff in the oven? That oh, they... the easy bake oven. Oh my god, the, the, the worst food ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited when you got it. And, like, here's your food. Like, oh, wow, this is like so much worse than it was on a commercial. Yeah. It comes out like perfect. And me, it's like you don't want to play like James Bond for an hour, and now it comes back, and this is like burnt to a crisp. I'm a little this jealous. It sounds toy. like you had one because I didn't have one growing up. Oh no, my my cousin, uh, he was really <laughs> oh, good at getting things from uh, his. <laughs> Uh, grandma and grandpa on the other side, okay. so like we would always go play with their toys. But yeah. Anyways, back to this like donut world now, like you know childhood dreams are crushed. <laughs> but you seem to be a donut connoisseur, so run us through a little bit of like donut history. How did they come to be? Um. Yeah. Donuts. Donuts have an interesting history. Um. I think depending on who you ask, you can you can trace donuts back pretty far. I mean, essentially, a donut is. Um, sweetened fried dough. So um, you can trace the idea of a sweetened fried dough bread uh, back to the Greek and Roman times um, to the domestication of wheat and the commodity of oils. You're going to combine the two to like make, you know, process your your flour. So yeah, the, the Greeks and Romans had some form of fried dough. Of course in France you have like beignets. Um, in Mexico, you have your churros. In China, you have uh, yu tao, which is a fried uh, crawler. Um, but the American donut has a particularly interesting history. Um, similar to the U.S. in general, it you know came from the immigration of Europeans across the ocean. Um, and I think the earliest mention of the donuts was probably in the 1600s. Um, and I think most historic historians can agree that it was brought over by the Dutch, and the Dutch would call it oily cakes. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that wasn't a good marketing campaign, because <laughs> no one calls them oily cakes. Like, that sounds disgusting. Like, here, have an oily cake. Um, so, yeah, it started with the Dutch, and it's evolved, you know, similar to how the U.S. has evolved into the donuts that we know today. So, oily cakes, or donuts, as you like to call them. <laughs> American style, the classic one is circular in shape. Yep. Well, what's kind of the breakdown of that? Why, you know, why is it circular? Why is it not square? Why is it not just like one huge ball? Like what, what is the kind of the, the meaning behind that? Uh, so the donut shape that we know um, of today, which is, you know, circular with a hole in the middle, um, I think you can, oily cakes are round mm -hmm. to begin with. So you're starting with a round shape to, um, and when you're baking, that's kind of the easiest thing when you plop it down, 
kind of takes a round shape anyways to make it square I mean that takes some effort and who has time for that anyways um, but the hole in the middle you can thank uh, Captain Gregory Hansen for the hole in the middle um, the history behind that is kind of interesting it's a little history it's a little fact but no one really knows it's a little cloudy so Captain Gregory Hansen was um, a trader he traded spices and uh, you know, spices and, and goods across the ocean, and... An importer exporter. Okay. Importer exporter. Um, so his mom, Elizabeth Hansen, would bake him donuts to take on the ship um, for his long travels, but he complains, like, you know, these donuts are too heavy, we need to make them lighter, so let's take out the middle, so it's, like, a little lighter on the stomach. Or there's stories that says, you know, he's steering the, the ship and he can't eat donuts and steer at the same time, so it's easiest if he can just, you know, hook on donuts on the spokes of the steering wheel. So he, like, punched a hole and just hooked them on little spokes. Um, I don't know how feasible of a story or how, how much truth there is into that story. I mean, I can, I can barely drive and eat donuts at the same time, or maybe they just need to have invent, like, a donut hook in the car so you can just hang your donuts while you eat. Um, Hardcore. Absolutely <laughs> Real life struggles is what it is. Um, but the story, the version I like the best is um, donuts and bagels were sold kind of at the same time. Mm -hmm. So they would, people would sell donuts um, on, a, on a stick. So you would like hook on all of these donuts on a stick and just go around selling it. So, you know, it's an easy way to sell donuts at the same time. So, you, you know, one hand you have a row of bagels, the other hand you have a row of donuts. All on a ring, so long as you go. That seems the most logical, for sure. Yeah, I like that one the best. But, you know, the stories are fine. You know, good old Captain Gregory Hansen. I think every time I walk into a donut shop now, which is, I think I've had five donuts in the last eight years. Blasphemy. And, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even that often. Not that I, well, I do, like, it's usually like two at a time. So I've really had, well, the one we're going to have today, and then one the other day, and then, like, two, like, two other times, like, in the last, like, five years, for sure. And so, I can imagine so that the donut holes just come from, like, people, like, punching holes in these donuts, right? Like, how did the donut holes come about? So, I'm going to break some hearts today and tell you Usual. that <laughs> uh, the donut hole does not come from the middle of the donut. Um... <laughs> If you try to do it, and you can, there's there's nothing stopping you from from doing donuts that way. Uh, but when you fry it up, it's going to be pretty small. So to get you know more for your you know bang for your buck or whatever, um, they actually cut out donut holes from like the the remainder of the dough they don't use for for the donuts, or you know they just have a batch of dough where they just cut them out into these little small holes. For oh, so it's like hot dogs versus like other parts of the pig, like. And so like that. Sure. It's like leftovers. Yeah. It's the left. It could. I mean, it could be the leftovers. So donuts. I mean, you can you can make the ring shapes a number of ways. You can um, stamp them out with a cutter, or okay. there's um, these automatic dispensers where it literally just squirts out a ring shape into the oil and it fries and moves down the conveyor belt. Um, so there's really no need to like sit there and stamp out individual donut holes from the middle. Not efficient. So, my understanding of donuts, as you can tell, I'm not, you know, a donut person. I used to have them, like, all the time growing up, but mm -hmm. then, you know, I decided to, like, get healthy and stop eating candy as much as I did, and cut out on soda and sweets and all that nature. Yeah. Know. 
So I have this, like, you know, perfectly sculpted body, like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but... I can tell. <laughs> I thought uh, donuts were only for, like, cops and, like, Homer Simpson. So how would one properly dunk a donut, especially if they're at Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> um, I personally do not dunk my donuts. Um, I don't like that soggy consistency, but it's probably because I'm dunking it incorrectly. Um, so there's, this was decided upon by the Donut Dunkers Club. They used to meet at the City Requery in Brooklyn, New York. Um, they do not meet anymore, but they had training sessions on how you should properly dunk a donut. And it is believed to be 2.5 seconds of dunking time is the, the correct and appropriate way to dunk a donut. I'm sure it's all in the wrist of 2.5 seconds. Here's the thing I never understood about Dunkin' Donuts, Dunkin' Cookies and Milk is, you know, whenever you get the added benefit, ooh, it's just like soggy and fun. Mm -hmm. But then you still have your liquid, which is now, you know, a bunch of crap in it, like leftover cookies or like leftover donut or like leftover whatever. Like, who wants like coconut like in their coffee? Some people do. Well, I mean, <laughs> you guys are hard, some people, hardcore. Some people do. Again, Donut Worry does not judge. <laughs> If you want to dunk your donut and you want to eat it by yourself, by all means, please do. It's always good to, you know, splurge a little bit, enjoy your life, you know. Especially Saturday morning, let your hair down, you know. It's already a cheat day anyways. <laughs> you, it's, Friday night was enough for you with the dinner and drinks and whatever you do on Friday night when the kids are good these days. But Crazy kids. Let's get into some of these health facts about donuts in all reality, right? So... They're not, like, the worst thing in the world for you, but you also don't want to, like, you know, order uh, a dozen and then sit on your couch and, you know, watch Netflix for a couple hours. What are some, like, of the uh, health aspects of donuts? Uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one wants to know the answer to this question. Um, you know, I think in this case, ignorance is bliss, so next question. Um, I'm kidding. I, I will I will try my best to answer this question because I understand that your podcast is about fitness as well. So I'm sure your fitness enthusiasts will appreciate uh, some It's health. the go-to cheat food for like a ton of fitness consultants I know. Like, like don't eat McDonald's, don't eat cookies, don't eat candy. Yeah. But if you bring me a donut, I will like love you for the rest of the time. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Like, what size brain are you, by the way? <laughs> um... Yeah, I think I think you know just the social percep per social perception of donuts is interesting because everyone associates it with being so unhealthy, but at the same time so tempting and almost sinful. There's like this weird psychology with with donuts, and I think that's what is so appealing about donuts in general. Um, but I guess back to the health aspects of it, um, I think I've seen what people posted. Um, the calorie contents of a donut can range between 190 to 300 calories per donut. And this will depend on size, it'll be, depend on whether or not it's glazed, whether or not it's filled, um, what other toppings you're putting on it. So um, it's definitely up there and it's a big chunk of your calorie intake if you do have one. Um, and I think most nutritionists will say if you eat a donut, it's really empty calories. You're not getting the nutrients that your body requires because it's essentially carbo like simple carbohydrates and fats. Um, it doesn't really provide too much protein or vitamins. Um, and so you'll probably notice that when you eat a donut, you get kind of this sugar high. Yes. Um, and then you crash really soon and then actually 
are more hungry, um, it's because your body is trying to tell you, like, you need to eat something with some nutrients so I can keep going. Um, but a donut's not going to really give you the nutrients that you need to, you know, sustain your day. But um, I think, like everything in life, moderation um, is always good practice when you're having a donut. So. so compare those numbers. You said, like, 130 to 330 or whatever those numbers yeah. are. What is that like? Is that, like, you know, having, like... A soda a day is that like having like a Starbucks? Like, what is that comparable to? Is that like comparable to like having like some cookies at lunch with your dessert? Like, what is that comparable to? Yeah. So, like, what does what does one ninety to three hundred calories look like? Yeah. I mean, three hundred calories could easily be from like a snack perspective, right? From not, a snack. Perspective. Not like hey, it's your chicken sandwich that's like grilled with like you yeah. know, lettuce. Yeah. 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 So snack comparison. Yeah. Um. I mean, one donut could be, like, two or three cookies. Um, it could be several handfuls of M&Ms. It could be, like, a bag of chips. So, so you can tell, like, moderation. I mean, I grew up having ice cream every night for dessert, like, after dinner. Mm -hmm. Like, so it would be, like, we have dinner, we, like, go and do something, and then, like, have ice cream later. And... My dad's, like, underweight, like, on, like, health reasons, like, like, below average. I'm for sure below average on, like, health. And so my brother is just, like, just, like, super jack kid. Like, he works all the time. But we were never fat, like, growing up. So it's, like, yeah. the rest of our day we ate, like, perfectly. So I'm not, you know, definitely not saying, like, if you have one donut, like, you're, like, the worst person in the world. You're going to, like, turn into, like, some 400-pound, like, monster. I like, can't, like, go to work anymore. But, <laughs> you know, it's, like, just being, like, conscientious of, like, how you kind of separate your day out. Like, what calories you take in. Yeah. Out, yeah. And you know what? Some people were just fortunate to be, like, my dad can eat Burger King for lunch for a month and, you know, not see anything. Um, whereas I have a donut and it's like, there goes five pounds. <laughs> so, I mean, like, part I of don't even mean like a dozen donuts. A dozen donuts, donuts yeah. It's like eating, you know, an Oreo. You don't eat one Oreo, you eat like a sleeve of Oreos. Um, yeah, I'm aware of that. That was my. <laughs> When my mom wasn't home after school some days, like, we had, like, a can of full, like, snacks and stuff. Yeah, those things were gone if she wasn't there. Yeah. When babysitters come, yeah, you, you just, just restock the cabinet yeah. when you come home, like, the next day. Yeah. Like, those things are all gone. Yeah. yeah. I can see you went through a number of babysitters because I kept eating everything in your kitchen. One of my favorite babysitters was Joe Thomas, who's, like, in the Hall of Fame in the NFL right now. Cool. He, uh, but he's out of the house and home every time, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, he needed it to play in the NFL, so... That was your contribution to his career. Yeah, hey, great job, dude. Like, <laughs> come over and babysit us. Whatever you need to do. <laughs> All uh, right, so tell us more about, like, these special, like, infamous, like, donut days or other, like, special days of the year that people can celebrate donuts, like, togetherness. Yeah, so uh, National Donut Day uh, happens every first Friday in June, and it was started by the Chicago Salvation Army in 1938 to okay. fundraise. So, I mean, donuts were around the U.S. for quite some time, but I don't think they picked up in, pro uh, in popularity until after World War One. So, you know, you have a lot of American troops abroad. They get kind of homesick. So the Salvation Army sent um, what they called you know, donut lassies um, to the front lines. And as a way to boost morale, they would... Um, provide hot chocolate and sweets to the troops as a reminder of home. And one of them was donuts because they were the easiest to make. You didn't really need an oven. All you needed was a pot with some oil and sugar and flour and yeast or whatever. 
Um, and so once the war was over, the troops came back and they still kind of had that craving for donuts. And so donut popularity kind of exploded from there. And as part of National Donut Day, it is a way to uh, remember the women who went over um, as part of the Salvation Army to help the troops because they were really the only women who um, served at that time uh, in the military or at the front lines. They weren't in the military, they were just at the front lines, but um, no other women played that role. And it's also another uh, boost to, in, in 1938, the first National Donut Day, um, it was a way to raise money for the needy in the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, one way you can celebrate National Donut Day is, of course, eating donuts, because why not? But I think it's also a good way to pay it forward and kind of remember um, what people have done for you and um, do something nice for someone else. And is National Donut Day the only day we celebrate in Donut New Garden, or are there other celebrations too? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever your name is. Every day should be Donut Day. Um, yeah, and every time yeah, I have a meetup, it's a celebration of donuts. <laughs> I don't know of any official donut days, but that is that is National Donut Day. It's the sec uh, first Friday in June. So when that rolls around, be sure to grab a donut. So what differentiates kind of mom and pop stores that you have your meetups at versus, you know, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, Krispy Kreme? Like, I literally remember the weekend Krispy Kremes came to Milwaukee. We had, like, our... Like a big church family. We had like our youth ministry event, like on church, like in between the two services. And someone like got in line at like seven in the morning just to get enough Krispy Kremes for like all of us, like kids, like for our like uh, church event that day. And they're like, oh, these are like so good, you know, and people eat like six at a time kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't think I could eat one of those now. Just like I had so many of them like back in the day. <laughs> And then it's whatever. They're, they are what they are, right? Like, if someone offered me a head of box and said, do you want one? I'd probably say yes. Granted, on Sunday, I actually said no to someone. But, um, like, what is the kind of big difference between the chains and some of the mom and pops? What should people really be expecting when they decide to go into one or the other? I think that boils down to just the difference, the general difference between franchises and uh, specialty shops. So with any franchise, you have to be able to recreate the exact same product wherever you go. So let's take, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, for example. If you eat a Dunkin' Donut in Boston, Massachusetts, and you have a, a Dunkin' Donut in Beijing, China, they have to taste the same. And that kind of qualifies what a franchise is. It's you, get the same, you get the same quality and you know what you're getting at a franchise um, when you buy from them. Whereas, um, like with a specialty donut shop, I think there's variations that, and I think that's what makes each of these donut shops kind of unique. It's, you know, this, the same basis. It's flour, it's yeast, it's sugar, it's fried in, in oil, but there, there are, you know, trade secrets in these recipes that make them all unique um, and different, and I think it's exciting to taste um, these differences in the specialty donut shops. I think there's also a lot of flexibility in the boutique stores to experiment with different flavors. So you get more of these really interesting flavor profiles um, and interesting um, experiments with, with flavors and 
um, fillings and toppings than you can with a franchise uh, because if you know if they want to move a product in a franchise they have to be able to move it across all of their stores and that's you know sometimes not feasible they probably have to do a number of rounds of optimization before they can say this is how you're gonna make this one donut at every single shop mm. um, and with the boutique ones you can I don't know play around with the recipes a little bit more and um, see what the customers really get drawn or drawn to so most important question of this entire conversation. I'm so excited. What are some of your favorite donuts? Um, for nostalgia reasons, my favorite donut, uh, one of my favorite donuts, is actually Dunkin' Donuts Blueberry Cake Donut. Okay. It was my first donut ever. I remember my dad would always come home um, from Dunkin' Donuts. and Well, actually from work, and he would grab Dunkin' Donuts, and I would always get like the blueberry... Um, munchkins um, and they were just I don't know so for me the sure. blueberry cake from Dunkin Donuts is just home uh, but in Chicago I've had a lot of donuts that I really liked and obviously there's more I need to try um, so so some of my favorites I am I'm kind of an old lady when it comes to my flavors <laughs> you're 22 year olds they're definitely pretty old <laughs> I like I like the old-fashioned donuts um, they're a cakier donut. They're pretty simple. They're, you know, sh uh, vanilla sugar glazed, um, with a little bit of nutmeg and cinnamon in it. And it's, it's well, maybe not cinnamon, um, definitely nutmeg, but those are, those are my go-tos. Um, I mean, the bacon one is pretty good at glazed and infused. Uh, Firecase has a really fantastic vanilla glazed, um, yeast donut. Uh, donut Vault, again, really good, old-fashioned, if you want to wait in line for, like, ever. Um, it's worth it. I mean, things with lines, if there's a line, then you know it's worth it. Like Chipotle. Always a line outside. <laughs> yeah, the Chipotle, right, on that corner. I don't know. I think they might just have slow service. <laughs> for reference, as we were walking to do this interview, there was, like, a line out the door at 6.30 on Chipotle and Damon, which makes zero sense. But yeah. Anyways, back to donuts. Back to donuts. So what is the best way for people to uh, learn more about Donut Wars? Uh, check us out at uh, meetup.com slash donut worry. D-O-N-U-T-W-O-R-Y. W-O-R-R-Y. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, D-O-N-T. <laughs> worry. Donut worry. Um, I keep it fairly up to date. Um, I usually send out notices about a week in advance and a day before of our next meetup. Um, I usually have them scheduled about three months in advance. So if you can't make one, you know, feel free to come to another meetup um, or just follow us around. Um, if you can't make it, definitely hit up these spots that aren't getting the Instagram um, media that that people are, that some shops are getting. Because um, I think it's it's important to you know try out different donut places and you know you might find one that's kind of a dive donut place and it's the best donut you're gonna ever have and you're not gonna know until you go so uh, yeah follow us around on our calendar and um, also my Instagram handle at shamai underscore the underscore money <laughs> <laughs> and you can see where we've been and where I'm going um, and I guess as I'm plugging other Instagram handles um, if you're in the Chicagoland area and are really interested in knowing about Chicago donuts, 
I highly recommend at uh, Powered by Donuts um, and at Chai City Donuts as well. Um, they are definitely two of two of the you know donut connoisseurs for sure of the Instagram world, um, and they're reliable on their um, they're reliable on their on their judgment of donuts for sure. Awesome. Well, we appreciate having you on the show. Thank you for having me on the show. Another great episode, if I do say so myself. <laughs> This episode drove me wild when we were recording it. We actually recorded it in my condo. Beforehand, we stopped off to pick up two donuts from Stan's Donuts on Damon. The whole time, these two donuts are sitting right next to us during the interview. I was so distracted, all I wanted to do was just try these two donuts I've never had before. See what all this craze is about. I literally think I've had less than 10 donuts in the last five years prior to learning about this donut worry be happy craze. I always thought like whatever, people are just buying donuts, cookies, whatever. I try to shy away from candies, sweets, etc. Definitely have me on my fair share of uh, sweets or things of that nature, but like I don't eat a lot of candy or cookies at all during the day. So when I have people about this donut craze, it really never hit me. Then I actually had one and oh my god, I think I am hooked. So, here's to say, if you guys Want a tasty little treat? Want to grab some coffee and hang out on a Saturday morning? Definitely check out Donut Worry Be Happy. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words, endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. This show is sponsored by Strange Food Chicago Fest. This is be Chicago's first festival celebrating those quote-unquote strange things on menus around the Windy City. Guests will have a chance to sample out of the ordinary fare from over a dozen small local restaurants while sipping drinks provided by local breweries and distillers. We'll have rotating ethnic dance troops with the energy high and other entertainment will be added as the date gets closer. Countries held represented will include Laos, Malaysia, Syria, US, Thailand, Vietnam, Japan, China, Morocco, and more. It will be Sunday, November 6th from 1pm to 4pm. Kids, definitely welcome. At, it will be location of Moonlight Studios at 1446 West Kinsey Street here in Chicago. For more information, check out the show notes, and I hope to see you there.